What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show again this week. Uh, I am Jeff Malai and my co-host Shane Williams down there in the bottom. Uh, Ryan Lambert is out this week on business. He's out uh, west somewhere, I believe. Um, moving up a little early tonight, trying to get a more few more people involved. So uh, as you see, we're jumping on here at 8 o'clock. If you can't catch us tonight, I'll put this on the podcast later, and it'll also obviously be on live replay. Um, do us a favor and share this around a little bit. Should be a good time tonight. We are recapping what I like to call a kind of a historic weekend for kayak tournament fishing. We had three events go on. Uh, all of them had 100 anglers. Two different organizations put them on. At, uh, one way out west, and then two kind of in the same region down in the southeast, and they both broke 100. Uh, really good anglers in both events. And, you know, we're blessed to have both these guys on that, that won those two in the south uh, southeast region there. Before we get going, we want to give a shout out to the Berryessa winner, uh, KBF Trail Lake Berryessa, I believe, uh, Kong Tao, if I'm pronouncing that right. I got his name off Tourney X. Tried to reach out and I couldn't get a hold of him. And then also uh, out in Eric's event, uh, the KBF Pro first winner was 14 year old Dylan Fuqua, or Fuqua, I'm not sure how you say that name, but congrats to him. Good job out there. Uh, and with that said, Let's jump in here with our special guest. We've got uh, Santee Cooper, KBF Trail winner, Eric Cormack, and Hobie BOS, the inaugural Hobie Open uh, on Chickamauga, uh, Nathan Green. Thanks, fellas, for jumping in here and, and joining us tonight. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, I know Shane was out there on Chick with you guys. I, I was at home watching, uh, flipping back and forth between both apps, and it was, it was kind of a fun deal. I know... Uh, where you guys were, Shane, the weather was brutal. Um, yeah, conditions yeah. got brutal, but it was still, you know, fun events to, to follow and, and watch as it went on. Yeah, so, we had, uh, I only got Friday kind of morning to pre-fish, and it was a beautiful day out there. Um, most of my buddies that were out there fishing as well all kind of got on some fish. I got on a few fish, and uh, everybody seemed pretty optimistic, but we had, it rained all day long Saturday. Uh, to the point of flooding, you know, we saw docks washing away trees um, to the point it kind of became a safety issue for some guys depending on where they were fishing at. And then from there, Sunday, no rain, but we had probably a continuous uh, 20 plus mile an hour wind uh, making the main lake white cap and um, pushing some of those muddy waters around. So it was super tough conditions for both days of that event. Yeah, that was wild to watch. Um... Uh, Eric and Nathan, we want to hear from both of you. I know uh, the KBF event was a one-dayer. So, Eric, why don't you go ahead and break down, you know, how your day went and how you uh, went about taking home that W. Well, uh, it's uh, – I, I had a tough tough pre-fish on Friday. I got down late Thursday night with some friends and, and my wife. And uh, Friday was tough. Um, a lot of wind. I chose to fish a couple places that I, I've had before. I'm, I'm a river guy. I grew up on the New River, um, fishing in New and Dolly and Greenbrier and, and Elk and whatnot. And, and so I get into big water, big lakes. Big wind comes up. I start getting nervous. It's just not my thing. I found fish but couldn't get them to bite. You know, the wind continued back out. Tournament day. Um, I chose to go where I went last year for the Open. 
um, which I, I did real well, caught, caught nice fish. I just failed to produce five and, and went back there this year. Um, rough start of the day. Um, I had some major equipment problems, um, reels really acting up. I just had them serviced. They come back, they're not working. Um, no fish for the first couple hours. Finally work into a flat, try something different, throw in a little, an X wrap. Um, first cast hook into a big fish and then one of my other reels went down. It was just sort of this domino effect, but managed to find where they were. We had some colder weather. The winds died down that tournament day, colder weather. Um, I knew it would push those fish out a little bit, but still stay close to, to uh, you know, some kind of cover or structure. And I found a couple deep channels and uh, you're going to do the same thing I'm going to do with my daughters to my, <laughs> my left. Uh, found a couple deep channels, cypress trees close to the channels and, and literally first cast I think an 18 and a quarter. Um, worked to another area that, again, I was familiar with. And then once I did that, I was able to put together these fish just barely hanging off these three foot flats in about four to six foot of water. Started throwing the jerk bait or slash bait and uh, just caught some quality fish. Missed a couple quality fish. I think I would have had my first 100 inch day. I don't want to jinx myself, but. Uh, I lost three nice fish, and um, then it cast by a cypress tree with a wacky rig, pulled out a 22 and a half, I don't know, seven pound, and uh, hadn't looked at this scoreboard, hadn't submitted a fish until this time. I, I figured now's a good time as any. I actually had a little coverage, put it in there, noticed I was close to the top, and uh, man, I just kept, kept slinging baits, and looking for those spots and missed a couple more. Um, bro actually didn't miss them, I broke off. And uh, again, a couple quality fish and then finally hooked up with a 19 and three quarter with about 30 minutes to go. And, uh, you know, fished hard all the way back to the ramp. And it, I can't, I'll be honest with you, it's my first KBF win. I've won a couple of state trail or tournaments and uh, to win it, I mean, it's pretty cool to walk in there and realize that, man, I actually pulled it off. And, and held on to a good number at I think 94 and a quarter. And uh, it, it, it ended up being a good day. Heck yeah. Yeah, and, I, and you know, you won by a quarter inch. So that shows you how important taking good photos is. One deduction or, you know, you didn't hold that tail right or whatever and, and you know, tournament's lost. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And a buddy, that one of my buddies with me, he was sitting at, well, he only was able to register one fish um, and lost his phone on the second fish. When he pulled out, he had 78 inches. You know, oh, wow. I think 78 at like 1030. Again, equipment, keeping track of it, me going through the troubles with, with the reels, you know, not having my gear up, which I thought it was up to par, but not double checking everything. Open mouth costing you, it can, you know, cost you 3000 real quick. Right. Now, when was your last call? You said about 40 minutes before the, the tournament was it over with? That was I, your last call? Oh, no, no. I, I, I caught five fish. I boated five fish. Oh, five total. Um, you got it. I boated five total. I missed, I think, four fish that day, maybe five. 
Um, they felt like quality. I didn't see them. You know, I could have foul hooked them and they, they just felt like a big fish. But it literally broke down the, the last five hours I was catching, you know, a fishing hour or putting a fishing hour in the boat to, to get my five. I mean, it was less. I mean, it was more than that, but I wasn't putting them in the boat. That's a grind. Well yeah, done. They don't, care. <laughs> they don't count. So it was. I mean, it was tough. I think there was 30 anglers maybe out of the 122 that 30 or 40 that didn't catch a fish at all. I think there was only 30 of us that caught a limit, 25 or 30 of us that caught a limit that day. I mean, it, it, it was tough conditions. It's the, between the wind and in the cold, you know. And what I'm learning, I'm new to lake fishing. And I say you do a couple of years into it, um, you know, that, that cold, that cold front, I mean, it, it does, it can lock the jaw up quick and, and it, it makes for a difficult day. People were having a great day, you know, before a little bit warmer, you know, warmer temperatures, but it dropped down. I think it got high was 51 that day. And that's just uh, what I'm learning. And, and what I've learned is it's a big shock for a lot of those Southern fish. So makes it tough. What was the water temp over there? What kind of conditions are you looking at? Um, I was looking at about, I think, average. The last spot I hit, it got up to 58. Uh, most of it was at 55 in the morning. I, I, I went through one area that I fished one area that was showing 54 and a half, 55. <clears throat> the day before, I was right at 60. Fish spawning or pre-spawn still over there? It's still pre-spawn. There were some fish that were up shallow and... and you know, from what I've been reading and hearing from folks that've been down there, um, they're moving up. They're getting in that mood. The fish I was catching, some of them were really dark. Um, others were really bleached out. They had just moved up, but they were all having fat bellies. I mean, they had definitely started to feed, and and it's, I think, another week or two. It weather permitting or stays consistent. I mean, it's going to be on fire. I got you. Be a great place to be. Well, that was an incredible finish, uh, impressive. And now, uh, Nathan, you've got a whole different story. You had to, you know, really fight some changing conditions over two days. So, why don't you go ahead and give us a breakdown of what went down at the uh, Hobie Open there? Well, I um, left here at uh, three thirty in the morning on um, Thursday, and uh, I wanted to get a good solid day of uh, pre-fishing. Well two solid days of pre-fishing in. Um, I had a spot that uh, I felt really good about. I dialed it in uh, just a couple days before, and I really wanted to hit it. And um, But I also wanted to be able to explore uh, the rest of the lake and just get a feel for it. So um, made it out to um, my main launch on Thursday mid-morning and um, just sort of got my feet wet and started fishing around that cove and um eased out into the main lake and um headed to the cove that i really wanted to hit in the area i thought that was going to be a, a good spot that looked like a good mix of uh nearby winter hole nearby uh spawning ground and um so hit that caught three solid fish within two hours pretty close to the main river or main lake and i knew that that cove was going to be full of fish i saw another boat they were throwing jerk bait um off this one point 
and they were catching fish. They didn't look too big, but it was, you know, 14, 15 inch fish. And I knew that that cove had fish in. So I explored it a little bit. I just put the rods away and uh, basically went all the way around the shoreline, mapping it, taking a, taking in areas that were out of the water that I knew were going to be submerged over the next couple of days. And just made middle notes as I went, along with some notes on my Garmin uh, with waypoints. And felt good about that area, but I wanted to get another perspective of the rest of the lake. So I went down south. Next day, I launched from this one area. It was not an established boat landing. It was more like a community park. And I had a weird launch that I dragged through my kayak through about... 30, 40 feet of mud to get to it, and then ended up having a uh, problem with my rudder system. I'd actually hadn't gotten uh, to test my uh, pedal drive or my rudder system before I came down. I put it in just three or four days before, and I just didn't have time to, to tinker with it. And so it, I had a couple of things go along go wrong with it. Shane was nice enough to help me out and uh, coached me through it, and how to get it up and running. And at that point, I did a little bit more exploring and just, I found one area that seemed like it had um, possibilities, but I just didn't, just didn't like it. It just didn't uh, feel too good to me. Um, didn't see a whole lot of bait on my, uh, my graph. And I just decided at that point, I'm just going to stick to my initial gut of, what I thought was going to be good and um, went ahead and decided that that was where I was going to fish on that Saturday. So I get to the landing on Saturday. There were uh, two or three other guys there. I actually showed up about 15 minutes late. Um, I didn't really launch until about quarter to seven, 10 minutes to seven. And, you know, that, that sort of messed with my mind a little bit, you know, when you, you have a tournament like this and you're running late and you see people, your competitors going ahead and moving out. But, you know, I just decided at that point, you know, it's eight hours of fishing today, eight hours the next day. Don't sweat it. Just, you know, go out, have fun and fish. And so got into my spot and uh, I knew the spot that I was going to hit first was going to have a, a fish there. I, I just wanted to to break the ice, catch a fish. I didn't care if it was a 10, 10 inch fish or 11, just sort of get, get something that, uh, uh, get my confidence up. So went into the spot, uh, through the chatterbait, three casts into it. One blows up on it, completely whiffed it. I turned around with the, uh, war Eagle and Kai tech trailer and, um, one whaled on it. I think that was my, uh, 15 and a half inch fish. And at that point, you know, I calmed down. I, all right, I've, I've got a, a pattern going. It, it, it's time to do something. And uh, started working my way around the cove. And about an hour later, maybe, is when I wailed into the uh, 22. That if it wasn't a 10-pound fish, it was like a 9.5. It was just a big, massive, uh, fat slob of a fish. Uh the, the funny part is that it hit about uh, about six feet of line out. Um, and thankfully, my tackle that I used on uh, most of my gear is, is pretty heavy. So I, I pretty much 
figure eighted it around the boat like I would a muskie and it just wore it out to the point where when I got the net, um, it really wasn't much of a fight. Threw that in the boat and then pretty much just followed that pattern around. The, uh, the bite wasn't um, that fast and furious. It actually would come and go in waves. And usually what would happen is when the rain was coming at the heart, this is when I would get the bites. Really? And when the uh, um, rain will lit up, that that's sort of when I got into a drought. Um, I, I went another three or four hours before I got another fish, and I just grinded it out. I knew uh, I was talking to another competitor, and I told him uh, that Friday night, I said, you know, I, this is a great lake. We're hitting it at, at a time to catch big fish, but I said, it's going to be hard for people to catch a limit here. So I said, you know, whoever catches a limit both days is going to finish in the money. And um, it, it was like 1.30, 2 o'clock, maybe even it was getting close to 3, and I hadn't had a limit yet. And I was doing everything I could to get a limit. And I was catching 11-inch fish. I had a, like 11 and 8 tenths. And I'm like, oh, my God, I you know, give me a 12, something, you know, something. And at that point, um, we found this one twig sticking up and I'm like, well, you know, it, it was in a, one of those areas that you'd call do nothing bank. I mean, it, um, I mapped it the day, uh, that Thursday and there, there weren't any features, um, about it. There was no humps. Um, it was a soft mucky bottom. I mean, it, it shouldn't have had a fish, but I saw that twig and uh threw it in there slow rolled the um uh war eagle through it and uh, i pulled out a uh, 14 and a half and uh that gave me my limit and um it, it, it was that time i went i uh, looked at the leaderboard and it had me in first and uh i did a screen capture of that posted on my facebook page and i said hey this is pretty cool this isn't gonna hold up but, <laughs> hey everybody i I, I'm leading and uh, I figured what was going to happen is the uh, uh, people who had poor cell coverage were going to roll in with something like a a uh, uh, hundred inch total. Right. And um, time I got back to check in, um, I found out that I, I was in third and uh, only eight inches off the lead. Um, and, and, and so that, that, that was pretty gnarly because I had no idea that, a lot of people were facing, uh, you, you know, fast moving water flooding that the flooding that I had, um, the water was backing in from off the main river or main lake. Uh, we had some streams that were, fl were flowing in, but they were just um, uh, intermittent streams that the only time there's any water that's going to come out of them is in a rain like that. So um, AJ sent out, in fact, a, um, a notice saying, hey, hazardous water conditions. And I'm going, well, what, what does that mean? I mean, I was out in middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I, I heard some lightning. Um, didn't really have an idea until I started seeing some videos that were posted that I was watching on my way back the way in or, or check in going, oh, goodness, that, that, that's bad. And so. Um, yeah, I saw some videos know, of. Uh, I had no idea. What's that? There's some videos that David Cruz put up of an entire dock floating by, and there were, uh, Christine Fisher put up some stuff with some major major flooding off the side of the roads. I think Shane, you even put a few pics up. It was a wild scene over there in some areas. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> and so it, it was funny. Kurt Smith um, uh, tracked me down. He's like, dude, what did you do? What? And I'm like, hey, man, I just I just fished. He goes, well, man, that, you know, d- d- uh, you're sitting in a good spot right now. And he goes, I, I hope you're going back uh, to that same place. So I'm like, ah, probably. But um, th- that night I actually uh, sat down in my hotel room and uh, regained plan. Uh, I came up with um, a plan B and a plan C in case uh, that same cove um, was either uh, being hit hard by other people or, um, you know, I, I knew that there were fish that were, were um, stacking in there. But every now and then, in the back of my mind, I thought maybe I fished it out. Um, you know, I, I didn't know. So I started coming up with a couple places that I could lo- uh, hit from the same launch and still feel like I f- would find fish. But the um, next morning uh, was sort of the complete opposite. I actually got to the landing about an hour and a half early, uh, partly because I, I couldn't sleep. And uh, it's it sort of one of those paranoid things like uh, your worst nightmare of oversleeping a test or an exam. So uh, I just got up super early, got to the landing, um, composed myself. I didn't want to rush. Uh, just slowly grabbed all my gear, drank my coffee, took all took it all in, and uh, about uh, got in the water. About uh, ten to seven, sat there on the bank, and, and, and just waited for seven o'clock to come before I could start pedaling out. And uh, had a great trip back to the uh, that cove. The, that was a beautiful morning. It, it was there wasn't any wind at all. Beautiful sunrise, and I, you know, I saw a bald eagle flying around. And my, my, my mantra has always been: any day you see a bald eagle flying around, it's a good day. So, um, just enjoyed my trip that morning. I mean, it. it I, I really didn't have any nerves. The nerves were the jitters were gone. Just I knew the fish were going to be there, and I was just going to go fish. And um, the water temps were significantly colder. Uh, on on Sunday, uh, on Saturday they were pretty much consistent, 50, 51, uh, with the rain. But uh, Sunday morning I was getting like forty six point eight, forty seven degree water. Wow. Um, and um, but the the water was chocolate milk, and there was going to be a bright sunny day, and I knew as soon as that sun would hit that water and that mud that, that the temperatures were going to shoot up. So. Um, I didn't catch my first fish on Saturday, uh, Sunday until about nine. And that hit 49. And after that, the back of that cove just started exploding. Bait fish were just being busted everywhere. And, uh, you know, it was at the point where I was getting a bite almost every cast. Wow. Um, uh, a lot of them were short strikes. Uh, some of them were, were, were big time hits. And, uh, you know, I said it before, anytime I'd miss with the, the chatter bait, I'd go right back with a spinner bait and um, wear them out on that, turn around, throw the chatter bait back. And basically, the, uh, I was fishing a rock ledge, and 40 feet behind me was the entrance to a swamp that had a uh, big log jam. And I would let the wind, I would. Uh, paddle up to the rock ledge, fish it, drift back, 
turn my kayak around, throw it back into the swamp, catch fish. And I'll just repeat that. And then I had a little pocket about two, 300 yards away. I knew that had fish in it. That was actually somebody's yard. Uh, I actually caught uh, my, fir- the, my first upgrade uh, next to somebody's little Dutch boy um, uh, uh, yard on the now, hey, you, know, you, got, you guys are getting some questions, some, some questions from the that? crowd. Uh, did you check the leaderboard throughout the day, Nathan, on day two? Um, when I caught my first fish on day two, um, I didn't submit it. It was a, uh, a 14, I think, and I, I just didn't want to know what anybody was doing at that point. And then my next fish was a 20. And I'm like, well, I got to submit both of these now. And when I submitted them, that I think that jumped me. I was behind at some point. I think I was at fifth when I submitted my first two or fourth. And then after the 20, I catch another 20. And um, when I submitted that, I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in second now just maybe 10 inches off and the person ahead of me i think already had a limit so i was already getting close to catch him with just three fish i got you and so uh, at that point like all right i I might have a legitimate shot and i was looking at what the, the fish that people were putting up and there were 14s and i knew i was getting a big fish bite you know two 20s i'd missed one in between there, it might have been the same fish. I knew that one was a big one, and I just knew that there was big fish in there and that if I just kept gunning after them, I was going to catch them. And then caught a couple 16s and started upgrading from there, taking out a couple 14s, added another 18. And at that point, I realized that, you know, that I'll probably yeah. have it. Now, when you got when you got to the weigh-in, did you already know you had it in the bag, or no? Were you still nervous? I was still nervous. Uh, there's so many good people in this the sport. Um, it, it's a lake that you know is the number two ranked uh, lake in the country for a reason. Uh, all a guy had to do was just catch two 24s, which is possible. I mean that that. There's the way that they were congregated and stacked. You could that was a, uh, a distinct possibility that someone could catch two right. 24 or 22 inch fish uh, as time expired and 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 win it. So when I got back to the check-in, I, I, I was just happy that I performed well. Sure, I, I knew I got a top 10, and I told my wife before I came down. I said I think I have a top 10 in me in this event. I've thought that. Um, the, the lake suited me, suited my style. Um, I'm pretty good at fishing transition periods anyway. So um, late February, early March has always been kind to me. Um, but I, I was just happy to perform. Uh, I was happy that I caught fish. And, it, you know, if someone came through and um, uh, lapped me, I, I was still going to leave there a happy person. Sure. And so, but I, I didn't – it all worked out, and uh, yeah, you you uh, you brought it home, and it was exciting to watch. Uh, now, Eric, um, this was kind of the first 
go round for the new format of the KBF trail stuff with the, you know, five per region or whatever it is. Did you notice any differences or how was the setup down there at Santee compared to some of the stuff you went to last year? Um, I mean, there, uh, Santee, there was a lot of people there. I mean, I was surprised. I haven't been with the exception of the championship or, uh, you know, the, the open on Kentucky Lake there two years ago. And I think the new river opened what, two years ago, for a trail stop to be over 100 people, I mean, that that says a lot right there. I mean, that's just, it it brought in a big crowd. I think people can, it gives us something more, like, I can focus on doing, it's way more manageable with four daughters and, you know, a full-time job for me to focus on five tournaments instead of trying to figure out how to fish 10. Right. Um, You know, if I'm going to try to compete for that, you know, AOI and and so I think it's giving people wow man I think it gives them something to focus on instead of spreading themselves too thin and I, I mean I saw a, a great turnout I mean a lot of quality sticks there I mean you know some of the bigger names in KBF were in kayak fishing period were there and I mean that that says a lot uh, it's, it's, uh, to bring out a crowd of that size yeah to be honest yeah, with you, you. Plan on fishing uh, the full southeast region trail all five events if you can excuse me are you planning on fishing the entire southeast trail um to be honest i I, I hadn't planned on it i I planned on sticking to more local tournaments this year um wbka mska um southwestern you know swbka and i mean after winning it it makes you a damn maybe i should you know, I think I plan on fishing two more, but now me and my buddy, um, he's, we're going to try to hit all five. You should at least hit a three or a third now. Well, you know, I want to, and it's funny. I just don't know where it is. I keep trying to pull up the area, and I love river fishing. Like I said, I grew up on the New River. It's my thing, and uh, I want to head down to Georgia and fish that one, but I don't have any information. To be honest, I've been catching up with work since I've been back. But I'm going to. I, I've, I've got one buddy I fished with for the River Bassing Series three years ago. Lives down there, and, oh, yeah. and I'm gonna hit him up. And uh, I, I do. I plan on get down there now. Especially sort of having this one, you know, winning one. It's like, damn, I'd be crazy not to, you know, yeah, sort yeah. of shoot it out. So right on. That's a good start. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, it was nice. <laughs> so, yeah. To, to be honest with you, I didn't expect those kind of numbers at Santee. That was kind of a shock to me. I thought it would, uh, I mean, I thought it there was, would be some people show up, but I didn't think it'd be like that. It was slow growing, man. I, uh, you know, I, Eric, just so you know, I'm going to be running the, the Three River event um, okay. in May. And I've had the, the chamber asking me, hey, you know, what's with signups? We don't have a lot of signups yet. And I was like, look, you know, this Santee event, we had, what, 140? Or might be the very yes, 120 something? 122. Yeah, but. Two weeks prior to the event, there was a fraction of that. Everybody seems like to wait until, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very slow moving. So I'm like, look, you know, not everybody signs up super early for these things. Um, I don't know why, but it seems like most guys want to wait until the day of. Um, but yeah, I, I was shocked to see that number keep climbing and climbing. But I think that shows that, that the new format, kind of the regional basis, is uh, is the right move. Now I tell you. Uh, from a distance, the the Hobie BOS did a you know for being the new kid on the block with the the you know the open series, uh, 
wow, they did a good job with the, the live updates throughout the day and, and the you know post-event yeah, wrap-up stuff. Uh, Shane, you and Nathan obviously were there. Can you give us a you know breakdown of what you thought of the inaugural Hobie event over there? Yeah, this was my first Hobie event. I hadn't made it to the, uh, the opening Kentucky prior to. Um, so going in completely fresh, uh, I was super impressed. I thought AJ and everybody uh, that was associated did a great job. They fed us. Um, really, really good venue. Uh, Dayton treated us pretty well. We all got coupons for meals there. Um, they had graphics, you know, kind of they had first place trophies and checks that were set up on display. Um, I thought everything was very professional, very well ran. The weigh-in, check-in was very quick. Um, overall, I thought it was super smooth considering how crazy the conditions were and how many anglers were fishing it. Um, I was super impressed. It was it was very competently run. I mean, you, you could tell that they've done it before. Um, not not, you know, obviously the uh, Bass Open series, but um, you could tell that this wasn't their first rodeo for uh, handling a tournament of this size. So it, it 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 was smooth. I mean, everybody knew what what was going on. There weren't a whole lot of questions. Everything was pretty much uh, cut and dry, and everybody knew what needed to be done. It, um, uh, I thought it was pretty superb. It looked like it. Uh, I plan on hitting a few of them this year. So I think I'm going to go to Kentucky Lake and Lake Fort. You guys planning on going to some of the others? Yeah, I'm, I'll be at Gunnersville as far as I know. And I'd love to hit Kentucky. Um, those two tentatively I'll be at. I don't think I'll make any of the further away ones. I got you. I'll do the uh, New River Satellite Tournament, and uh, I'm going to try to do Gunnersville. Got you. And we've got some satellites here. I'm actually host, or our club is is partnering for one of the satellites here, close. And then there's one up in Missouri also, so uh, and even one in Oklahoma. So we're excited to have a lot of chances because, as you guys probably saw, the TOC is on uh, Lake Washita, which is right here in Arkansas. Yeah. So we're excited to, uh, to have that here. And, and, you know, you guys that make it, you'll enjoy that. Like it's, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, beautiful part of the country over there. Maybe, uh, I don't know if we want to do this <laughs> excuse me, on this show, but maybe get some of the local guys, either you, Jeff, or somebody, you know, to kind of break down what that tournament might look like uh, sure. at the end of the year. Um, most of us can't even say that lake's name much less have ever had any experience on it. So you get some insight on what to expect. Yeah. You go I'm to sure YouTube. Nate's been looking up on it since uh, there's a, Sunday. Yeah, there's three or four FLW Cups, that are, or at least three FLW Cups that have been held there. And there's some YouTube stuff following those tournaments and some uh, Costa tournaments. So you can get some info there. But, yeah, that'd be fun to do that. That's actually where I learned to bass fish was on that lake. So I got my fingers nice. crossed that I can squeeze in at one of these. Yeah, events. you can punch your ticket, man. Yeah. Uh, but they're having that shootout the day before, so at least go to that. Go down and hang out at the shootout, regardless. But uh, yeah, there you go. Something that came up on KBN earlier today, and it kind of got a little bit funny, but there was some serious talk about it. Was the uh, announcement about the uh, BOS getting ten spots to the national championship in 2020? Um, did y'all find that odd, or you know, didn't think anything about it? What what, what about that? What are your opinions on that? Yeah, um, they didn't mention it at the Hobie event. Um, I wasn't there on Sunday night. I had my tail tucked between my legs and went and met up with uh, Dave Mitchell and kind of hung out a little bit. But, yeah, um, 
I don't. I think that was kind of a, a spur of the moment thing from KBF. But if the guys that are fishing Hobie uh, also plan to fish the national championship, I think a lot of them kind of bleed over into that field. Um, so it's a great chance for them to kind of double dip. Right. Uh, but they're not official. They're not actually official partners or anything like that. It was just kind of a uh, branch extended by KBF folks, I guess, right? Uh, that's how I understood it, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of odd when I first saw it. But, hey, uh, more people to the to the big dance, I guess. Let's see. You see any questions out there on the uh, stream, Shane? Um only thing I saw, I know, Nathan, obviously, I, I got to see you first chance. I know you were in, I think, a Radar 11.5. Um, some guys were asking what boats you guys were using. Eric, what boat were you in this weekend? Uh, PA-14. Good deal. Yeah, man, I mean, just a uh, 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 yeah, pedal boat of some sort, man, is the way I've gotten most comfortable fishing these big lakes. And actually, rivers now, too. I use the I-11 to fish the New River and and I just, I've gotten comfortable with that and, and uh, it's done me well. Did I see you were selling it? Did I see that today? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I've already planned out to buy another one. Um, I'm, Got I'm that upgrade to, money now. Got that yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> actually, all that money's going back for uh, for that, that cross country trip. But uh, I'm with, uh, uh, with a small shop out of Beckley um, called Elevation Sports and they have helped me out a lot and, and uh now i do my best to help them out and i'd already lined out to get a new one and and um, i've had this one actually for sale now for about a month and a half and you know i've just i guess everybody's just waiting to see what they get back for taxes so right. <laughs> where they pull the trigger but yeah it is for sale and I will deliver if there's good fishing close by, man. I mean, I don't mind calling <laughs> it five or six hours. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it's got some good mojo on it now, too. So Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. There you go. Anybody's in the market. Uh, Nathan, how did your how did your radar hold up apart from the the rudder issue you had Friday? Held up great. I was uh, pretty impressed with the speeds that I was able to attain. Um, you know, I, I was able to do 3.5 3.7 miles per hour easy. and if i really wanted to sprint i could get it up to four and a half miles an hour for about a minute um and you know i was pretty impressed with it i i, I didn't really uh know what to expect i, I did a lot of internet research and I, I you know people say all sorts of stuff and i didn't really know i didn't um what to expect but it, it, it suited me pretty well. Um, you know, I don't know if I'll ever go back to a non-pedal uh, kayak. You I, I guess I, the better way to say is I don't know if I ever be able to go back to just having to paddle. Um, you know, you're always going to need a paddle, at least for me. Um, you know, even though I pedaled around, I didn't really fish with the pedal drive engaged uh i did while i was pre-fishing but i was just covering water but saturday and sunday i had my drive pulled and uh i had a paddle across my lap all day sure um but the, the the radar you know for me being also a new river guy it, it's been a good river boat um it, it tracks well 
It's stable. I can stand up in it and fit, sight fish while going down rapids. Um, I can pull on a big muskie standing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, but you know, there are a lot of good brands. I mean, you know, it, it, I don't think a lot of people understand just how what's available to them that wasn't there before. You know, uh, ten years ago, most people, if they couldn't afford a, a motorized boat, they were looking at a, a flimsy canoe or um, a whitewater type kayak. And, and now it, it's any, anyone could get in a boat that suits their their fishing style. Oh, yeah. and so many good brands out there, and it and it's just going to get even bigger, I think. Yeah, that's why the sport is booming. Uh, now, neither one of you guys were locals to the lakes you fished, right? Correct. Right. So to me, that says something about, you know, all the guys that worry about traveling and going to, a, you know, fishing against the, the locals. You shouldn't worry about that because you can get out there and, and pattern the fish and figure it out and still have a chance, uh, you know, whether you're from there or not. Don't let that scare you from going. Yeah, I think AJ mentioned in, uh, I don't know if it was the Bassmaster article or, or some write-up that I saw, the, the director of the Hobie event, that it kind of, the, the weather especially that we had, <coughs> sorry guys, at uh, Chickamauga this weekend, um, kind of lent itself to out-of-towners because the local guys had their spots and they had, we'd seen a lot of success from these local guys in pre-fishing and um I think some of the out-of-towners like Nathan were able to think outside of the box and look at the lake with fresh eyes and say, okay, knowing what's happening here, my experience tells me I should check out this area where a local guy may have been more inclined to go from memory and kind of be stuck in a certain pattern and not knocking the local guys. Some of them knew exactly where to go and did very well, just couldn't repeat right. two days in a row. Um, but yeah, I think if anybody's scared of fishing a lake that, that has a lot of local presence like Chickamauga does, uh, not to worry about it too much because you're coming out with fresh eyes and a lot of times that can prove more beneficial. I would agree with that too, just to jump in and because on home waters, I get stuck in a rut too. And, <laughs> you know, you, you sort of follow the same pattern over and over and over again. And, and that's partly why I enjoy traveling so much is it it keeps me fresh and keeps me from Nathan, any shout outs real quick? Yeah. Um, you know, I, a, a lot of times on my way home from work, I'll stop at uh, Sportsman's Warehouse in Roanoke, um, you know, and uh, chew the fat with them. Uh, they always have a good selection of stuff. And uh, Tangent Outfitters in uh, Pembroke, uh, I need a shout out to them too. They, they probably don't even know that I, I won a tournament, but anytime I'm on the New River, um, I stop in and uh, holler at those guys. I, I, I've been uh, stopping by their store and uh, renting kayaks and getting shuttles from them all the time. So, uh, you know, shout out to them. If anybody's looking to um, be in Giles County uh, during the summertime, hit Tangent up, uh, good people, and uh, they'll take care of you. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, fellas, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, good luck the rest of the year. Um, and hopefully, uh, like I said, I get to see you in person, shake your hand out on the road at one of these tournaments and, uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Thanks everybody for watching. Congrats guys. Thanks. Thanks for on.
All right.